Hi everyone, welcome to Cow Corner Cricket Cast. It's me, Pratham, and today I'll be reviewing the series decider, the second ODI held at the Oval between England and Sri Lanka in this three-part one-day series. So, prior to this match, I predicted a one-sided affair. Sadly, that's what it turned out to be. Sri Lanka was hammered by England by eight wickets at the end with nearly eight overs to spare. Disappointing stuff, really, but when you struggle to get even to... 250 on a pitch where 70 runs above that would have probably been considered par. You're going to lose that match 9 times out of 10. Um, once again, the top order got out pretty cheaply for Sri Lanka. This time they didn't even have that opening burst for from Pereira to bank on. Uh, the pitch did have some life early on to it, as I predicted, and the partial cloud cover meant that it was swinging in the first 10 or 15 overs or so. Uh, Sam Curran, a cricketer, admittedly that I don't rate very highly as a seamer in ODI cricket. I think he's too slow and short to not get whacked in non-swinging or seaming conditions. Did exploit the conditions well today though, right? At the start of the innings. He had a ball and he really wrecked that top order. Um, he got the ball to move sharply into the right-hander with the odd one holding its line. And so, you know, when you have two batsmen who have fairly sluggish footwork in Nisaka and uh, Fernando, couldn't really get their front pads across, it caused them to pay their price. Um, there were poor reviews as well. Fernando and Pereira tried to appeal the on-field decisions that gave them out, uh, but they really ended up just burning what were fairly plum LBW shouts to the naked eye, and Sri Lanka were three down in the nick of no time, really. Hasaranga once again tried to stitch together a partnership of substance, uh, this time with Dhananjay de Silva, who was batting beautifully on the other hand. Really, I mean, he drove delightfully to the cover, took advantage of gaps in England's field, uh, for instance, they had no fine third man, uh, and occasionally a wide slip uh, for a couple of overs, and so what he did was he opened the face of the bat between the keeper and the slip fielders, um, not to mention that shot of the day um, in the book with that glorious uppercut against Willie for six. Uh, man, the, the timing on that one was... Especially because he had to adjust the shot for the difficult angle from the left-hander Willie moving it back into him. You know, exquisite. Just exquisite. He made a sweet run ball 91, and then when he and Hasaranga looked like they were on the crease, I did genuinely feel, okay, Sri Lanka might have a chance to get to maybe a 275-300 first inning score here. Um, which wouldn't have been enough, but... Um, it would have at least given something for the likes of Chimera and Benura Fernando to bowl at, right? Um, but both really played daft shots at the wrong time to get themselves out. Both pulling the deep square leg where the man had been stationed there for the hook and pulled like, seriously guys, um, did you not watch the first match? Did you not see how all of your batsmen were happy hookers and pulling and falling to the short ball trap? Um, ridiculous, really. Um, the other batsman of note, Chanaka, uh, he did pretty much the same thing as well, which also kind of pissed me off, to be honest. Um, restrained himself for a while, played the lofted aerial shot. Only really one mid-off and mid-on were inside the circle, so he's playing really sensibly, right? And then on the stroke of getting a 50-odd, right, with a 75 strike rate, but that was okay because he was playing sensibly, holds out while playing a long hop to deep point, right? Uh, from there, you know, barring a cameo here and there, it was a procession, and, and Willie and Curran mopped up the innings for a pretty subpar-looking total uh, in the end of 2.41. England's target on this genuinely flat deck, 
by the time they came out to bat in the second innings with all the minimal moisture that was on the wicket drying up by the time they uh, came out meant there was never really going to be a struggle for them. Uh, Roy went out and gave them an explosive start. I think he had scored, what, 60 off 52, 100 plus strike rate. Um, although Johnny Barstow didn't quite kick into full gear uh, through this innings, right? He looked especially troubled by the introduction of Hasaranga in the attack. Um, and what particularly did him, right, was that Hasaranga is a bowler who, uh, because he has this bent front leg at the point of release, um, the leg spinners that he uh, bowls are of a lower trajectory, if you will, right? Um, and that w- that basically makes somebody like Barristow unable to trust and ride the bounce, right? Uh, and so he got out to him pretty quickly. Um, it's something that Kusal Pereira could consider for the third ODI, actually. Uh, maybe if he could open the bowling with Hasaranga, the leg spinner, uh, it might be worth a shout as a strategy because what could happen is he could get Barristow again, maybe cramping him uh, on that fourth stump line and then getting him to edge a cut or pull elsewhere. Pereira's captaincy, I thought, also helped out the English openers because uh, I didn't feel that he set proper fields to his opening uh, pacers or opening uh, strike bowlers, Chimura and in particular Benura as a matter of fact. Um, he packed fielders inside a 30-yard circle on the onside to give an indication to Benura uh, to swing it onto the stumps and yet he had a slip and a wide third man uh, which would indicate to uh, Fernando that he should be bowling a fifth stump line. Uh, really confusing field for a bowler who's just making his way in international cricket. Um, and it, it didn't really help the cause of his other bowlers either, right? Um, so, for example, Chimura, uh, Chamika Karunaratne, right? Um, once Roy got out pulling a, a rank pie to short mid-wicket, uh, Pereira continued to encourage him to bowl short with the field placements um, by keeping men on in the back for the pull. Um, even though Karunaratne doesn't really have the pace or height or left ham angle of, say, somebody like Anil Wagner to adopt that tactic successfully. Um, Asita Fernando bowled too, back, too much of a back-of-a-length stuff or, and occasionally sprayed it on the pads where it was full around middle and leg, um, which meant that both him and Chamika let the pressure off of the newly arriving to the crease, Joe Root and Morgan, right, Ian Morgan. Uh, both took pretty easy singles. Um, Pereira, again, somewhat to blame here, didn't have a mid-on when they came in um, and sort of sauntered away into the wind by an end, by the end pretty comfortably, right? There were a couple of plays and misses against Chimera, but by and large, it was fairly easy for them. For England, it was a very satisfactory way to stitch up a series victory. Uh, several of the weaker components in their lineup fired today with Morgan regaining form as well as Mark Wood and Tom Kern impressing. Yes, I know, neither picked up any of the wickets in the wickets column today, uh, but they looked consistently threatening, uh, the outside edge, and they delivered the X factor, I would say, which is the most important thing for each of them, for which they were selected into the team. Uh, In the case of Wood, he bowled with some real heat that allowed him to only concede three and a half uh, runs per over today because he was pretty accurate along with that. Uh, including this 93 mile per hour Jaffa, um, my ball of the day for the record, uh, that leapt off the surface and unsettled the Sri Lankan batting pair on the crease. Um, Tom Curran, at the back of the innings, uh, he nailed those slower ball back of the hand uh, deliveries. Uh, some Yorkers that he fired in as well that were pretty good, but he's really got to stop using it at those variations as frequently. Because um, 
better batsmen and better batting lineups in the Sri Lankan uh, team can set themselves up for that uh, at the death if they know that's your sort of pattern um, and they can whack you pretty uh, they can swat those deliveries away and, and whack you pretty quickly um, Morgan he anchored the innings well with Root um, I specifically appreciated his anticipation of Asita Fernando's lines and lengths um, and he used that to play some really good improvised shots square of the wicket um, Rashid remains a weak link for them uh, admittedly I thought he was utilized poorly by Morgan who I think should have bowled out his quota of 10 overs before the 40 over period um, and clearly Morgan also lacks confidence in his other spin bowling option of Ali because he didn't really use him at all today uh, which is actually really surprising to see um, barring those two points though uh, England's performance was pretty clinical today and they can take a decent amount going forward for their plans for creating a winning combination in that 2023 World Cup for Sri Lanka uh, much harder to take any positives out of this uh, Dhananjaya delivered but you already knew he'd turn up man he's the, he's the clutch guy right he, he, he shows up in a crisis he's the crisis guy um, so it's not really a new positive development to take ahead with you as a learning experience from the series um, Binura Fernando once again was the most economical of the lot um, this lad I think can certainly play um, with his seam position and that extra bounce capable of keeping destroying opening batsmen like Roy and Bairstow somewhat in check I know not perfect, but somewhat. Uh, Chimera, again, excellent. He bowled a series of outswingers to the left-handers. Morgan, especially, as a matter of fact, that had that lateness of movement to tr- tr- trouble top-class batters. I think him and Fernando Benura, that is, um, apart from being really young, are really suffering from this lack of a recognizable third seamer to support them in the attack, despite bowling pretty decently. Um, quite frankly, it's like a situation that... Uh, a lot of Indian cricket fans experienced in the mid-90s. Uh, we had um, Prasad and Srinath, who were our opening strike bowlers, um, and they weren't able to bowl sides out for cheap overseas, despite troubling the top order of many of the Sena teams at the time, because the third and fourth seamers would lack penetration or they wouldn't be able to find the cut strip. Um, I do think, despite Asita bowling... For, uh, Fernando, that is, Asita Fernando, bowling poorly, I do think that he could be the answer. Um, he was consistently clocking around 140 Ks per hour or kilometers per hour, and he did have a decent wrist position. He just needs to develop more skill sets as a bowler to move the ball in unfavorable conditions and maintain a foolish good length to get the batsman driving at him. Again, way too short, too often. Uh, Shanaka and Hasaranga playing sensibly was... The other good takeaways from this match for Sri Lanka, I, I think they are becoming more and more reliable for them. But if we're being quite honest, um, that's not really going to matter in the long run. Uh, Sri Lanka will continue to lose matches unless they get a stable top order. Um, perhaps bringing back a senior pro like Dimuth uh, Karanatne, who was in really good form in ODIs prior to this, and having him partner up with Pereira would help in that regard. All things said, uh, congratulations to England again. Uh, they deserve to win the series comprehensively. For Sri Lanka, uh, 
they're in a tsunami of trouble. Um, I, I don't really see them getting out of this in the third ODI, where I do predict they'll unfortunately be whitewashed at the rate that they're going. Um, miracles do happen from time to time, though, so I will be turning on my TV and watching that dead rubber in the case something miraculous might happen. Um, I will also be doing a preview and review of that match as well, so uh, t stay, t stay tuned for that, guys. Uh, and with that, I'll sign off. See you guys!